Welcome to the Discovery Doc Podcast, where we advocate for optimal wellness and reducing everyday toxic loads, no matter where life takes you. I'm Dr. Cece, doctor in nursing practice, self-proclaimed toxin tamer, and a crunchy mama. I'm Anna Kate, a medical mystery overachiever and your Discovery Liaison. Join us on this exciting journey as we explore the world of holistic health, cutting-edge research, and practical solutions for a healthier life. Together, we'll navigate through the complexities of wellness, sharing valuable insights, and expert advice. Tune in to the Discovery Doc Podcast. Get ready to be inspired, empowered, and discover a whole new way of looking at your health. one thing of many things that I love about chiropractic care is that the chiropractic community is so well-versed in literature. Mm -hmm. I know so many chiropractors who are constantly pumping out their own research studies and their own literature. And I think that it is wildly under underestimated in the kind of medical community that there's so many studies out there that show that chiropractic care you know, can influence even things like type one diabetes and blood mm-hmm. pressure, our cardiovascular system and our mm-hmm. respiratory system that I would love for that to be just more general knowledge, because then I do think the just average American would view it as something so much deeper than cracking. Mm-hmm. Bones. Welcome back to the discovery dog podcast. I'm here with your host, Dr. Cece, functional medicine nurse practitioner, crunchy mama of three and self-proclaimed toxin tamer. And I'm Anna Kate, your medical mystery overachiever and discovery liaison. And we have another, the same special guest that we had last on our last episode. Y'all, she has the face for the stage. And she also has that podcasting voice, that voice for radio. And she's very smart. Yes. And I think, I think that she, we should nominate her for, uh, Miss America, the MRS America for Georgia. I think she could. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm sitting here all the last episode. I was like, she is so beautiful. Oh, you guys are too kind. I am going to, let's do one of these every week. Okay. Just (laughs) my (laughs) self-esteem. Thank you. You are too sweet. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. We have with us again, Dr. Marchman. She is an amazing chiropractor that I have been grateful and blessed to share some clients and patients with. Um, over this last year. And she's also a mama of three and just a huge proponent of natural health and holistic health. And last time we talked a lot about health and wellness and especially going into, you know, cold and flu season and me being in those seasons as we are, um, how chiropractic care can benefit anybody. Um, so if y'all didn't check it out, please go back and do so. But today I want to talk more about the lesser known side of chiropractic care and more of the acute slash conditions or symptoms that chiropractic care may improve. So I kind of want to backtrack and go back to pregnant mamas. You work a lot with pregnant mamas and we talked about how regular chiropractic care can prep the body for just great labor and delivery, but what else can chiropractic care help with for a mama who might be struggling with some things? Yeah. So one of the more common things that I see with pregnant mamas is sciatic pain, which is that sciatic nerve that exits the spine in your lower back, right? And near that SI joint, that sacrum and ilium where those meet there. And it can become impinged because one, when mamas are pregnant, they have an increased amount of blood volume. So there's just, they're more apt for inflammation anyway, But then two, everything's changing, right? The body is beautifully and perfectly created to shift and get ready and prepare for labor and delivery. But the hips widen, the rib cage widens, you know, things do move and shift. And when they do that, they don't always do it in in perfect, beautiful harmony like we'd like it to. Uh, So it can easily become misaligned there. And that can cause pain, sharp pain, a lot of times down the back of the leg, down the glute. So that sciatic pain. Um, in addition, I see mamas who have heartburn um, where, and you know, we talked last time about how the nervous system 
comes from the spine, right? From the brain through the spine to every cell and organ in the body and system in the body. And that includes the digestive system. So a lot of times if that's, if there's a misalignment, a lot of times we find these misalignments in the upper back in the thoracic region of the spine and a a misalignment there. We had mentioned too last episode, go back and listen if you haven't about the hose scenario, how if the hose is kinked, it's like that misalignment in our spine and our body can't get optimal nerve flow. And that's the same way with if there's, uh, if there's heartburn, a lot of times that's just something not functioning 100%, not properly. And so we, we open up that pathway and the body's able to work how it's supposed to work. Now that's not always the case, obviously, but it, it has made quite a big difference in some of my pregnant mamas. Um, especially as baby grows and gets bigger and you're squishing more organs then a lot of hoses are kinked. Yes. Right. (laughs) And one of the lesser known things that I feel like a lot of moms just don't even think about, this is something that moms come in, not for this, but then they'll mention, you know, say, is there anything else that you want me to look at today or any other issues or any other things? And they'll be like, well, I do have you know, carpal tunnel, but there's nothing, I'm sure there's nothing you can do about that, but oh, we can. So we can unkink that. I tell patients too, any joint in the body, it's it's bones next to each other, right? So they can miss the line and it's the same way in the wrist. Now, again, it could be that increased blood volume that's causing some pressure on the median nerve there. That's part of carpal tunnel. But also if there's a misalignment in the wrist or hand or even all the way up the elbow in the shoulder or in the neck, then it can cause, you know, some interference as well and some discomfort. And so we're able to adjust those bones in the wrist. We can adjust knees, shoulders, hips, all the joints. Um, feet, any, like I said, any joint in the body. So, and that's something that pregnant mamas are just more attuned to because they are putting, you know, their center of gravity is different. They're putting different weight onto their feet and ankles. So they do notice sometimes more of those aches and pains and we are able to help with those as well. The hands are totally not something that I've ever thought of in relation to chiropractic care, but I think someone over here. That's the best adjustment. Yeah, you've had that. Well, I, my hands swell. I mean, I, my hands have swollen so much that I can't wear my rings because they are yeah. so swollen and they just hurt. And over time, over and over and over again, it just like, it's not going to fix the swelling necessarily, but that swelling over time pushes things out of alignment. Mm-hmm. And I got adjusted once and I cried. It, it hurt so bad, but it felt so good because they just took my hand and like, I don't know what, it, I don't know what he did. But he grabbed my hand on either side and did this and it just aligned everything and it released so much of that pressure mm-hmm. that it was it was they were happy tears. It was a hurt so good mm-hmm. a moment. Mm-hmm. And it was also a huge emotional release as well. Wow. Because with all of that inflammation for someone that has had Lyme disease yeah. and lupus and all the things that it doesn't go anywhere unless you get it flowing and get it released. So I'm, I'm thankful for, for chiropractic care again on mm-hmm. how that just, you know, just alignment. Like I know, speaking of my hands and how that released, um, I know that you have a really cute thing, um, that happens with your, some of your younger patients, they mm-hmm. come in and they have, instead of saying they have king toes, they <laughs> have their favorite snack food. So what about more about your little, your little, um, patient snack food of choice. Yeah. (laughs) So I know you're referring to popcorn. So (laughs) when, when little kids, you know, when kiddos come in, of course they want to know what to expect. And I always want them, I mean, big part of what I do is getting them to be comfortable, you know, with me and with getting adjusted, but I also want them to understand what, what it's going to feel like. So a lot of times when we're going to, if we're going to do a manual adjustment versus an instrument, you know, I'll tell kiddos, okay, we're, I'm going to press here. I'm going to have you take a deep breath in. You're going to let it all the way out. I'm going to press here on your spine and it's going to feel and might heat and might sound a little bit like popcorn in your spine. So kids have gravitated, you know, grabbed onto that. And so I have little, you know, cute little five-year-old, six-year-olds come in and they tell me they want their popcorn. They have popcorn they need to get out. And then we make jokes about, is it caramel? Is it salted? What kind of popcorn do you have today? Do you like butter on it? So it's just a fun, I mean, I feel like, I truly feel like I have the best job in the world. And I'm not just saying that. I I feel like 
what I get to do every day is, is such a gift. And I'm so thankful for that. But those sweet little kiddos asking for popcorn is like the icing on the cake. Adorable. And it, you're, it allows them to communicate with you in a way of, Hey, I feel something's off. I don't know how to communicate that, but this is where it is. And I feel like I've got popcorn in there. Can you check and make yeah. sure you don't have any more popcorn in there? I think that's a yeah, genius. Even, even if kids don't, so yeah, I've noticed with my own kids is that when we take them, we take them as maintenance, you know, once a month and they, okay. Ava refuses with the neck. She will not do the neck. Jackson mm -hmm. loves it. Jada loves it. And they don't, after that initial, like the first time going where they know what to expect, they really look forward to going because even at five years old or one and a half or seven, they can feel the difference in their body before and afterwards. And it might not be as intense as like what Anna Kate said with the emotional response, which I do see more with chronically ill patients, but it just feels good. They don't know how to place it, but their mm -hmm. body feels better. Um, Something else that you've said that I, I, I love this because it's something that I tell my patients all the time, chronically ill patients come to me and I tell them all the time that we can do as many supplements as we want. We can do as many, you know, prescriptions as we want. We can do as many labs as we want, and we can clear your body of everything on paper, but you will not physically heal if your body is not in line with everything I'm seeing on paper and mm -hmm. that physically, spiritually, emotionally all the things together. So I'm such a proponent when patients are struggling more chronically to have some sort of physical modality that will help to align their body. And for a lot of those patients, it is chiropractic care. Maybe it's craniosacral or something along the same lines. Um, because the central nervous system and calming it down, getting it out of that heightened state of fight or flight is so pertinent to healing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so kind of going back and where my thought was going with that was actually newborns because there can be trauma at birth that those babies, they hold on to it at a cellular level. So what do you see, you know, for me, just chiropractic care in general for a newborn is wonderful because it's a traumatic event for them and, and to release the CNS or the central nervous system. But what are some things that you personally, um, see with newborns that may be a problem or a symptom that chiropractic care can help with? Yeah. So with babies and like I said, some just come in for overall wellness, which I think is a beautiful thing, but that also many babies come in with maybe they're having trouble latching as far as breastfeeding goes. Maybe they're not sleeping well. They're colicky. They have reflux. Maybe they're constipated. Um, and maybe their head shape is now all babies, of course, had their head shape is going to be a little funny um, because those cranial bones have to cross before they find their happy place. However, um, sometimes a little later on, not necessarily newborn stage, but a few months in, they may develop a flat spot or whatever. And so chiropractic care can help with that as well. I've, some of my patients have been able to avoid the helmets because of, you know, getting chiropractic care. And I actually have a craniosacral therapist that I partner with too, and we refer to each other. And those two modalities work beautifully together. And I am not a chiropractic, you know, like you said, chiropractic isn't going to fix everything. Okay. And I don't believe that or, or abide by that in any way, shape or form. I believe that health and wellness is a beautiful mixture of so many things. And I also believe in referring to other practitioners who specialize and can do, you know, different things than what I do, even if it's not craniosacral is not that different from chiropractic care. It is, but you know, it, it's not, it's not too much of a far cry. However, it is different and it's different enough that I value that. Um, and it, it's helped a lot of my, my patients too. And so, yeah, I always refer out to other practitioners as well. I refer out to physical therapists, you know, I, there's a lot of practitioners that I'll refer out to. And as a patient, it's good to have a dream team. It's good to have almost like a check and balance. Like we talked about in our last episode of I know that she's going to look at all of my labs and draw the things and she's going to look at it on a holistic basis of, yes, I see this is what's happening, but what else do we need to do? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you, is your, where's your spiritual practice? Are you getting in your devotion time? Are you spending time in community? Are you doing those things? Cause those, all, all those things help rather than, you know, getting back into a hole of chronic illness. Cause that's so easy to do, but having a dream team of, a chiropractor and a physical therapist and 
a personal trainer or a nutritionist on like they look at everything and everybody works together is such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, yeah. chiropractic is such a, a big part of that, that dream team. Yeah. Health is multifaceted. It is mm -hmm. so multifaceted. And oftentimes it does take multiple perspectives to figure out your puzzle pieces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that. Um, what, is there anything else with newborn? So you mentioned kind of the skull shape and, um, just kind of adjusting baby coming out of that, that tiny birth canal. But is there anything yeah. else with newborns that you'll see? Um, do you get a lot of torticollis? I do get a decent amount of torticollis. Uh, not a ton, but I do, I do see that. And, and of course, usually almost nine times out of 10, I'd say there is a teeny tiny misalignment mm -hmm. in the neck uh, that is contributing to the torticollis too, to that tight musculature. And one thing I do want to mention too, with, with babies and especially newborns, because a lot of parents are like, I'm sorry, what you want to do what to my baby? Or I have moms come in that are super comfortable with me in chiropractic care. And then they have their baby and they tell their husbands they want to bring their baby in. And their husband's like, wait a minute, no, I don't want cracking and popping. There's, there's no cracking and popping for newborns for babies. Okay. Their spine is still developing, you know, still calcifying all of that good stuff. So it's literally I use with my finger, uh, the force that I would check a ripe avocado. That's what I'm doing. It's a lot of little holes, very specific and precise in a specific direction, little holes that put that impulse into the nervous system that is needed to make everything function how it's supposed to. So it just helps normalize everything, balance everything. And yeah, babies respond beautifully. A lot of my babies that are constipated, will I tell mom and dad to be careful on the way home because you're probably going to have a blowout. It works quickly too. So yes. for those that don't have a medical medical degree, what is torticollis? It's just when necks are super tight. So like a turtle. So, like so are we turtly enough for the turtle club? <laughs> turtle, turtle. Where is that from? Uh, it's a Dana Carvey thing. Oh, master, uh, yes, master of disguise. Yes, master of disguise. Oh, nailed it. Um, is just, it's usually on one side. It's just a really tight muscle in the neck. And it happens with babies a lot. Usually what I find though, is they're tied up orally. I'll see a lot mm, of people yeah. yep. with, um, torticollis, but you did mention constipation, which is huge. And there are two big ones that when I have a, a baby in general, it doesn't have to be a newborn or a kid in general, if mm -hmm. they're constipated or if they have significant reflux, mm -hmm. I of course like supplement side will say, Hey, do this, this, and this, but then I'm like, go to your chiropractor now. Yeah. <laughs> Those things yeah. I use quite a bit. And how do they help? Can you explain for people who might not understand that how maneuvering and, and slight manipulation can help with the bowel movements and help to reduce reflux? Yeah. So a lot of times with constipation, not always again, but in the sacrum, which is the upside down triangle bone the spine sits on, right? So a lot of times that sacrum will become misaligned and that, I mean, there's not a clear pathway for everything to make an easy exit. Um, so between that and literally you can visualize that, but also those nerves that innervate all of those digestive organs go through those joints, go through those little, little teeny tiny uh, openings in the bones. And if that is not where it needs to be, ideally, then, you know, it's easy for things to not exit as they should, shall we say. Um, so we move the bones very gently, like I said, low force. Um, when baby, when we're talking about reflux, a lot of times I find that in the upper back. And so I'll have baby on their back actually, and put my arms underneath them and just kind of let them rest into my fingers in a specific way. And I feel the movement. It's the most I mean, babies, baby adjustments are dreams. Okay. They adjust beautifully. They don't have all that muscle memory that we have that, that moms and dads have, um, that adults have in general. So babies adjust beautifully. And a lot of times we see immediate results, which is another great thing about them. Not always, of course, sometimes it does take a series of adjustments to really impact significantly. Um, but yeah, we're opening those pathways and letting the nervous system function how it's designed to function. And another uh, area that I see that working so well is just colicky babies in general. Mm -hmm. When you calm that central nervous system, that 
it can change that little baby's life in terms of Absolutely. how they respond to feeding and sleeping and being able to self-soothe mm-hmm. um, just by allowing the central nervous system to it's mm-hmm. life too. It's oh yes, it does. <laughs> not have a screaming colicky baby all mm-hmm. not really sleeping, does. not eating. Yeah. What are I know you um you love your mamas and babies as I do too. Will forever have a place in my heart, just like my Lyme patients. But if we switch gears and go to a different patient population, let's say like men, what are mm-hmm. some some common ailments that you see in men specifically or teenage boys or or whoever? Um, that maybe might not be as known, well known. So I think with men and teenage boys, I think more of the joint things, right? So it's not always chiropractors for so long. I feel like we're put in this box of it's neck and back pain. You know, that's, that's what you see a chiropractor for. And not all chiropractors do adjust extremities. I mentioned to the chiropractor, I initially went to Um, when I was in elementary school was he only adjusted upper cervically. So he only adjusted the neck. I adjust the full body. If there's a joint that needs adjusted, I adjust it. Um, And so for a lot of, especially athletes, that includes the knees, um, the hips, that's a big one. A lot of times um, in the ankles, I have a lot of teenage boys I see that have Seaver's disease. Um, which is where that growth plate, you know, is it, it hasn't quite, um, it, it, there's inflammation in the growth plate essentially. So if there's a misalignment too in the growth plate or in the, in the ankle or in the, the bones there, then it's going to contribute to the pain and discomfort. So if we can relieve that side of it, um, then the athlete, the child, the adult, whoever it is going to feel much better, usually not an adult with Seavers, but but that's one that I've seen quite a bit actually recently with some of my teenage boy patients is, is Seaver's disease. And, and it does, it can make a significant um, impact on, on that pain level and discomfort. Absolutely. I have a very random but pertinent question. Yeah. Because my seven-year-old has started doing this and it, it eats my soul. How do you feel about cracking knuckles? Okay, so yeah, great question about this because I don't know where she gets it. I can't stand it. My husband doesn't do it, and all of a sudden she's sitting at our table cracking her fingers, and I'm like, yeah. But great question. And if you tell me it's okay. So I always tell patients if you're opening up a joint, which most of the time you're not when you're doing that. Um, it's fine. You know, you're opening up a joint. That's not a bad thing. Um. It, if you're compressing a joint over time, that's not so ideal. And I do not recommend, um, but I know that's a hard habit to break. I have a lot of patients that I'll see that, you know, especially kids that they'll just move their own necks. They'll, they'll pop crack their own necks. And the mom's like, I know that can't be good. And so I explained to them that while it may feel good in the moment, especially when we're talking about the spine, the most likely joints to move are not the ones that need to move. It's the ones surrounding the knee, the ones that need to move that are going to move more easily. Right. Right. So by repetitively moving those joints, you're kind of contributing to the problem even more, um, which is great job security for me, but I want people (laughs) to be well and function well. So, so yeah, I always, Say leave it to the chiropractors of the world if you can, but that's just my two cents. So what makes the popping sound? Is it the synovial fluid in between the joints that's getting? It's gas. It's gas that's released, right? Pressure that's built up. So yeah, that's what actually makes that sound that you hear. And and you don't always hear it too. That sometimes people say, well, I didn't, I didn't hear it. You know, did it, did it move? And sometimes it doesn't make a big audible sound. Sometimes it makes a huge audible sound. It just, it depends again on the individual, the misalignment, all of that. Wait, that's actually an awesome point because I've even felt myself thinking that when I'm at a chiropractor and I hear a really great crunch, I'm like, oh, my body needed that. Yeah. And times it'll be nothing. And I see, you know, two select humans since we moved to Georgia and I trust them both dearly, but they'll both be like, oh, great. That was great. And I won't feel a thing. And I'm like, wait, but nothing happened. But it's <laughs> hands feeling that is Correct. what I'm saying. 
Correct. And sometimes like, you know, when we use the instrument too, I mean, you don't, you don't feel or hear any cracking popping. It's just baby steps to get that bone to move rather than like one fell swoop, one big motion. Right. Absolutely. That, that makes a lot of sense. You learned something today. I did learn something today. It's so funny. Every time I go, I'm like, I just, I expect to hear something, but that's a great thing to know for the every average day person that you mm-hmm. might always hear something. And it's bone. It's not the but when that's when a big readjustment is done. Tell me where I am on this. Is it's not the bone that feels better. It's the muscle that makes that release of feeling like better. So like when you get that big pop and it's a big rush of release of the people, yeah, blood flow or whatever it is. That it's not so much. Well, yes, having the bone be in the right alignment, but it's those muscles that reduce that tension because they're pulling to one side or whatever. Tell me, tell yeah, me. No, that's mind. good. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. Most people don't realize the connection between the immune and digestive systems. In fact, 70 to 80% of your immune system lives in your gut. That's why it's so important to protect yourself daily. Stellar Biotics are pioneers in immune and gut health with 20 plus years of science behind their metabiotic and probiotic supplements. They are all natural, proven safe and effective for everyone in your family, children, nursing mothers, and even pets. I trust them for my family's immune and gut health support, and I hope you consider them for your family too. Learn more at StellarBiotics.com and use coupon code DRCC10 to get 10% off your purchase today. And also, yeah, like uh, like Dr. C said, you are opening up that pathway. So getting more blood flow, you know, I have patients where I adjust their neck and they're like, oh my gosh, I can breathe so much better now. You know, it opens up their whole sinuses, all of those pathways too. So yeah, we're just making it, we're removing interference. We're not adding anything. We're just removing, you know, I truly believe the body was created perfectly and beautifully, but it doesn't always work that way. And we have, we have a lot of triggers, traumas, things that happen to our bodies that that cause it to not be, not work beautifully and perfectly. So all we do as chiropractors is we remove that interference so that everything can function how it's intended to. I have a tough question that I know good. So this has come in my experience in life. This has come from massage therapists mostly. And there's awesome massage therapists usually who are in conjunction with chiropractic care, but there's some massage therapists out there who question chiropractic care if the muscles are really tight. So I had one say, well, if your muscles are really tight, then how could you possibly get adjusted? Like, that's not how it works. You have to loosen up the muscle first. And I was like, I disagree. But I would love for you to speak on that a little bit as the expert in just if you are a tension ball of muscle, like my husband is I'm just rock solid ball of muscle. Can you explain how chiropractic care can still benefit that person in their body holistically? Yeah. So the, the bones will move if we want them to move. Okay. Um, now we can do, I tend to be a more gentle adjuster. I, my body responds better to less forceful adjustments. So I actually have like a little device, it's called a med massager and it vibrates and I use it on the spot on the back before I adjust there. And that's the sole purpose because it does help loosen up just a little bit. You know, it's not the same as a massage, um, but it does help loosen up those muscles so we can adjust things better. Now we can adjust. And again, that's where those instruments come in handy a lot of times, because even if the musculature is super tight, you can move the bone if you need to move the bone. Um, But I do say that we do have in my office, massage therapists, I have five massage therapists in my office, they're amazing. And we do we work beautifully together. And that's why I feel like we work so well together chiropractic and massage, because they loosen those muscles, they work on the soft tissues, and then we come in and and we do the the hard stuff, if you will, the heart. And I mean, that bones, not that what I do is harder, um, but just the, the bony component. Um, and we move the bones. So together, those do work beautifully. But yes, no matter how tight someone is, we can move a bone if we need to move them. <laughs> Wonderful. No, I vote for massage Mondays to be a permanent thing. At like- Dr. Marchman's office. Yes. Massage Mondays at Dr. Marchman's. 
I'll be there too. I, I love that. <laughs> Everyone always asks me how often I get a massage and, you know, it should be so easy because it's at my office, but also I don't want to take the good care away from everyone else. And, you know, so. It happens. It's the same thing when I'm sick. If I do get sick on, on the off chance, I come home, my husband's like, why didn't you get an IV at work? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't think about it. And then two days right. ago, and then finally I'll get an IV and like I'm on the tail end of being sick. Yeah. It happens. It happens when you're busy and you're working. That's right. Um, there are so acutely there are a lot of situations we talked a little bit about newborns and you know reflux and constipation acutely though there are a lot of other things that chiropractic care can be good for now i don't want to um encourage people who are coughing and sneezing and having fevers to come into your office but i do know how amazing it can be for drainage and for sinus infections and congestion um, can you talk about a couple different situations, especially going into kind of cold and flu season where chiropractic care more acutely can help and how, how that'll benefit the snot goblins? Yeah, absolutely. And I do, I have a lot of parents who, and to me that says, okay, they get it. You know, when, when their child comes down with a cold, um, they come into the office because they know that they're going to get that immune boost. And also we can help increase the drainage, help everything exit the body more quickly. One that comes to mind uh, is ear infections. So I see lots of kiddos and some adults even for ear infections, but kiddos tend to get them more, right? Because their eustachian tubes are level, ours are tilted, so it's easier to drain that fluid out of. So when you have the buildup of fluid, if you also have a misalignment in the cervical spine, usually in the neck, um, then it's that fluid is, is going to be more apt to stay there. It's not going to release. So I'll, when I adjust, usually I'll find something if someone has, if a child has an ear infection, usually I will find a misalignment in the upper cervical spine in the upper neck. And I am able to release that. And then I do a little bit of just, I mean, real basic, I'm not a professional at massage, but you know, to open up um, and get things to drain out a little bit. And a lot of times they feel relief again, almost immediately because that pressure has been released. Yeah. When, when we first moved to Georgia, I've never had allergies until we moved to Georgia in the middle of pollen season. And I didn't know anybody yet. And I was, I mean, I was just so congested or congested. My head was pounding from all the pollen. And I was just on Google trying to find a chiropractor that I could get into that day. And I didn't know, I didn't know anybody because we had just moved here. But that release, I mean, when you're in that acute moment, oh my gosh, it can make all the difference. You can feel, you can feel the lymph fluid moving and, and your sinuses draining and your ears draining. You can physically feel it. It is why unkinking the hose, unkinking all the hoses. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's what we do. Then you can taste the popcorn, right? <laughs> um, That's right. And something that you mentioned, the salt, salted caramel popcorn, Salt salted caramel popcorn. Something that you mentioned that you struggled with, which got you into chiropractic care, almost were headaches and migraines. That is that something that you see quite a bit in providing relief. I know that my uh, Rayleigh, she works at our front desk, she's amazing, but she gets frequent headaches and she goes right to the chiropractor. I mean, she'll work, go right to the chiropractor and it's the only thing that can get her out of that severe migraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do. And I tell, I, I mean, I do, I'm always upfront with patients too. There are obviously many causes of migraines, of headaches, as you know, um, the chemical side, but the physical side, there's also usually not always, but there is uh, that physical side, the biomechanical side where something is misaligned again, a lot of times in the neck because closest to the head, right? So yeah, I do see lots of patients for headaches. And when I have a teenage girl who comes in and she has chronic migraines and she's tried all the things, I mean, that, that is a special place in my heart for those, those girls, because that was me, you know, I was there. And I had tried all the things. And as long as I get adjusted regularly, I don't get migraine headaches. And that's, I mean, that's such a game changer for if if you've ever had one, you know how terrible they are and they can be. And so I'm just thankful I'm able to to give back that little bit in that way. But yes, I do see see many kiddos um, with headaches. And usually we are able to at least provide some relief. Again, there are different factors that play in, but but yeah, absolutely. Are there any other, I'm one that I was blown away with is carpal tunnel. I don't know why I just never thought about it, but I never thought about it. 
are there any other acute situations where, you know, my brain again goes to some of the things we've talked about constipation, reflux, sinuses, ear infections. Is there any lesser known acute situation that you would love people to know about where maybe they're, they're, if it's not the first stop, maybe it's a second stop. Is there a chiropractor? Oh, uh, another one, I guess, that, that comes to mind that a lot of people usually mention secondary is plantar fasciitis, uh, which is again in the foot. So a lot of people just don't even mention that because they don't know that chiropractors can work on the feet, but we can. And that is an inflammation of the fascia there on the bottom of the foot. However, there's lots of bones in that foot. So, and I always say, you know, it's like a puzzle. It's like a big puzzle and all the pieces have to line up where they're supposed to for you to feel your best. And if any of those pieces are out of alignment, then it's going to pull or it's going to create that inflammation or make it even worse. So yes, yeah, so I do. I adjust the feet quite a bit actually as well. And, and I, some patients have had significant relief from plantar fasciitis as well, which I feel like a lot of people don't think about, you know, they don't think about visiting a chiropractor for, but, but like I said, if it's a joint, we can move it. That just sounds like it. I bet it does. Right? I don't think I've ever had my feet adjusted, but now I want it. And it's so funny as we're sitting here, normally I'm like, I'll slunch it over and I'm like, I got to sit up shoulders back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so about that. So walk us through how to, as like, um, kind of like a top tips to sit when you're sitting at your desk. I know that like having your pelvis tucked under you. So you're not, your, your pelvis isn't out like, yeah. well, you're anyway, normally we sit on the couch and we don't sit back full into the cushion. Mm -hmm. We don't like roll our shoulders back and open up that chest mm -hmm. and, you know, and all of that. And I'll go by, I'll go behind my husband and I'll poke him in the back and make his, make his shoulders pop out. Cause he'll walk around sometimes like this and, it's a Southern thing. It is a Southern thing that my mama taught me that you, you, sit, great posture. you stand up straight, you pull your belly button in. Like, I don't think if so, if your mom out there, discover, t teach your kids how to pull their belly button in. Cause they just walk around with that little belly hanging out. And it's really cute when they're little, but not, not so much when they're 45 and they don't have that, that, that stomach control to pull it in and, right, put, and flush. Strength. Yeah. The core yeah. strength. So what are things that we can do? Just everyday on an everyday, everyday life and everyday basis of improving that posture as we're sitting, working, moving and doing all the things. What are the top couple of things that you would recommend? Yeah. So I'd say first, make sure wherever you're going to be from the largest part of your day is ergonomically set up. So if you're in front of a computer, get a monitor riser because you don't want to be looking down at your computer. You want to be eye level or even a little above, you know, the, the, the curvature in our neck goes it's a backwards c right so so we want to maintain that curvature and everything we do brings us this way which is going against that and a lot of people lose that curvature in their neck i mean some people lose it even by the time they're 30 years old you know they have if your neck ends up more straight and loses that curvature it's going to be more susceptible to misalignments and to pain and and lots of other things so that's one is just make sure your area is ergonomically set up, feet flat on the floor. I am a habitual leg crosser, which is not something I recommend, right? Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not alone. Crossing my feet right now. Yeah, it's comfortable. I don't know. I've always been that way, um, but I, I try. I'm try not to as much as possible, but feet flat on the floor, yes. And I actually have show it to you. I have a lumbar support pillow here uh, that I put behind my lower back when I'm going to be sitting for long periods of time, because it does, it makes you sit up straighter and it pushes, you know, it supports that curvature in your lower back, which also, you know, angles. Um, and then same with, if it's not working, look at your sleeping positions. That's huge. I harp on sleeping positions all the time. Oh, no. oh I slept. Oh no. You would have an absolute field day. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of people do, you know, stomach sleeping is the worst, but a lot of people do it. That's how I sleep. This is terrible. I sleep on my stomach and then we're gonna have to do this. And I sleep with my one arm like this. And then I bring one leg up like this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. So again, job, job security for all the chiropractors out there. <laughs> Okay, that is the worst position to sleep in. Okay, what's the best? 
So the best is on your back, which I'm not a back sleeper. I've tried, honestly, um, but it, it does put the, the best is on your back with a little pillow under your knees to kind of help uh, illuminate that lower back pressure. Um, and then something like a towel rolled up under your neck, just so it, again, maintains that curvature in your neck. Next best is your side, but I always say put a pillow between your knees because that maintains normal hip alignment. Um, so that you're not rolling one hip over the next or crunching it up like <laughs> you guys are. I sleep with, I have a, like a king pillow and I put my elbow up on it. And so I'm not doing, doing all kinds of weird oh, things in, bad, yeah, in between, yeah, in between our knees, oh, so, but my elbow is on the pillow, like next to me. So I'm sleeping on my side and I've got a pillow. Wow. Right here. That's smart. But I turn on my back and wait, and that wakes me up. That's how I wake up in the morning because yeah, I turn I'm over on my back. back sleeper. I can't, yeah. Can't how, my stomach. How do you feel about those? I don't even know what they're called. I've never used one, but I see them everywhere. How do you feel about those shoulder strap things? that like people are wearing now that hold mm -hmm. it. My, in, my two cents about it is mm -hmm. it might seem like it is putting you in the best posture, but now you're reliant on that restraint rather than your own muscles and your own core strength to keep you in that position. How do you feel about them? Yeah, and the problem with those is if you were to buy one and you were to wear it for like literally a minute and then work your way up slowly to kind of help those muscles not rely on it, then that might be fine. Um, I don't recommend those because most people put them on and they'll leave them on for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour or whatever. And then like you said, yeah, you're, you're just relying on that. And you're going to make those muscles super fatigued and sore because they're in positions they're not used to being in. So then you're going to have some pain and inflammation with it. Um, and it can actually cause subluxations because you're in a position that your body's not used to or misalignment. Subluxation is the fancy word for misalignment if you're if you're new to chiropractic. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I don't I think it's a it's a great idea in theory. I just feel like we need to have a better way of implementing that if it's going to really do any significant improvement. That makes total sense. I think the, the last little tidbit that I'd like to just speak on one little one once. I have, one time. I have a question. I have a question. question. That because mine does not relate to that. Okay. Well, let first. me wait. Let me ask the question. Oh, because oh, we we're talking about the sleeping positions, and you talked about putting a a small a towel behind your head. Can we do that? Um, I've know in the past that I've had like a dinner roll or something like that. That's a little bit harder. You but said a dinner roll. I did. But laying on, I'll tell. It's not. It's not. I'll tell you what it is later. Okay. Uh, uh, but it's a, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, a, a bread and butter dinner roll? No. It's not gosh. soft and soft and squishy. We don't do gluten. Hello. Yeah, why are you putting it on your head, you weirdo? But can we do that as part of that readjusting our head is putting a, a firmly rolled towel and laying on the floor, you know, pushing our back into the floor so it's flat and supported and then having that, um, pushing that curve. And I'll show her how to do it. But Yeah, it, Absolutely. Yeah. And the dinner roll is, is one of those that a chiropractor came up with actually that, yeah, you do put behind your neck and you lay back on it and it does help with that curvature. So yeah. And that's another thing with, you had asked about things that we can do to help throughout the day. And I always say just reverse kind of the bad habits that you're doing throughout the day. So for most of us, we could all use, and I do this every morning, I lay on the floor and I open up my shoulders here and just kind of let everything relax there. And I stretch my neck back. So yeah, those stretches to kind of to undo what we're doing all day, or, you know, if our head's forward, yes, absolutely. Putting a towel rolled there and just laying back on it to maintain curvature. Those are really good habits to do if you have a chance at the end of the day or honestly throughout the day, for sure. Feel about traction. Do you use it at all or yes, you do? Yeah, so I do a little traction um, myself 
with my hands, right? So there are traction devices too. Um, I don't have one of those, but I do, I actually, my table, the lower section, um, the where the legs are drops out and I'm able to do some flexion distraction, which I do that in almost every patient that walks through my doors because you're opening up that joint space and just makes for happier bones in general, happier bodies to open up that joint space, increase the flow and take that pressure off the disc, even if it's just for, you know, a few seconds. Um, and then when I adjust the neck too, I do, I do a little just manual traction there, just kind of holding, opening everything up. So yeah, I think that traction definitely plays a, a significant role because you're, you're opening up and taking the pressure off of everything that's taking the weight of our bodies all day long. Yes. I, I do know that in not Ava's because I didn't go to a chiropractor during her pregnancy, but in my other two, that was like just the lower back release and just a just slight, very, you know, gentle traction was like the most amazing feeling in the world. It absolutely, mm -hmm. my original thought about seven minutes ago was something that you mentioned last episode was just the immense increase in our certain immune cells that can boost our immune system up more holistically. So of course, when we think of more acute, you know, things that go on in daily life, colds and flus and all of that. And I think it's just important to touch on briefly here is that chiropractic care, uh, there doesn't have to be a problem, right? It's, it can be for general health and, and wellness, but if we are in a season of life where it is flu cold and flu season, then it is arguably even more important to keep up because it can be a modality that helps to actually boost your immune system up and help to fight off those other viruses and bacteria that might be coming your way. Um, is there anything else in, in the acute world or in the you know injury world or anything like that that would be important for the discovery community to, to know that maybe they haven't heard before? Trying to think here, I definitely, as like you said, value that coming in for immune, just immunity. Um, I do see a lot. I always recommend like back to school adjustments before, you know, kids are going to be back in the fun, germy schools. Um, but yeah, for immune support. And then I'm trying to think of anything else that that might not be something that you or your listeners would be familiar with. There's just so much, honestly like I said, the nervous system is the master control system of the entire body. So while you may not feel that there's something going on in some system or organ, it might be, and chiropractic care is only going to help. Um, it's very safe, very effective. That's one thing that, you know, a lot of people always ask about, you know, everyone's heard a horror story of someone who had a bad experience with a chiropractor, and they're out there, they're in every profession, right? But as long as you know what you're doing, as long as you have a chiropractor who who takes the time to know you and your body and and is properly educated, we're not going to do anything that will that will do anything but benefit your body. Um, so I encourage everyone to at least try chiropractic care, even if there's not like a reason, a, a set specific thing that you want to go for just to try it. And a lot of people say, oh, but then am I going to have to keep going back? No. Are you going to want to? Probably. <laughs> but, but that's because you feel good and your body's functioning how it's supposed to. And I think that I, I, the thing, one thing, one thing of many things that I love about chiropractic care is that chi the chiropractic community is so well-versed in literature. Mm -hmm. I, I know so many chiropractors who are constantly pumping out their own research studies and their own literature. And I think that it is wildly under underestimated in the kind of medical community that there's so many studies out there that show that chiropractic care you know, can influence even things like type one diabetes and blood pressure, mm -hmm. our cardiovascular system and our mm -hmm. respiratory system that I would love for that to be just more general knowledge, because then I do think the just average American would view it as something so much deeper than cracking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I see kids for, you know, focus for that have ADHD who are on the spectrum. I mean, I see such a wide realm 
of individuals. And, and yeah, it's all about just getting that nervous system to function how it's supposed to calming it down um, and getting it to function at 100%. Well, thank you, Dr. Marchman. This has been just extremely informative. We're so excited with our community. One more time, can you remind people where they can follow you, where they can, you know, just learn more about you and your practice? Sure. The easiest way to connect with me is on Instagram. I have a personal Instagram at Dr. Kristen Marchman. It is mostly pictures of my kids and cats, uh, but, but also a lot of just, you know, general wellness and things that we do to stay well and uh, some tips and tricks every once in a while. I also have an office Instagram at Essential Wellness Chiropractic. Um, so yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. We really of course. For having me. Absolutely. Well, let us know, Discovers, if you've got any questions about chiropractic care, um, either on the show, uh, the what are they called? Comments, comments on the video on YouTube, or um, we'll leave a link below for you to ask any questions or if you have other things that you want to connect with Dr. Marchman about, but we'd love to know them. And also let us know if you love Dr. Marchman as much as we do. And if you'd love to have her back on to have discussions about chiropractic care and all the things kiddos and all the things that she's going through. So let us know in that below. And um, until, until next time, time let's, let's discover together. Hey, discover, let's discover more. Find episode link in today's show notes. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Discovery Doc. Connect with us on Facebook at The Discovery Doc. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit our website, thediscoverydoc.com. This podcast is produced by Soulpreneurs Association and powered by soulsoftware.co. Empowering your digital journey with innovative solutions. Content provided in this podcast provides general information and discussions on various topics related to health, wellness, and medical advancements. However, it is essential to understand that the content provided in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The hosts, guests, and contributors are individuals sharing their personal experiences, opinions, and knowledge in their respective fields. While they strive to provide accurate, up-to-date information, medical knowledge is constantly evolving and the information presented in this podcast may not always reflect the most current research and medical guidelines. It is crucial to consult with a qualified healthcare professional or medical expert for specific medical concerns. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking medical treatment based on the information presented in this podcast. The Discovery Doc Podcast encourages listeners to use their own judgment and discretion while implementing any suggestions, recommendations, or lifestyle changes discussed in this episode. Each individual's medical situation is unique and may work for one, may not be suitable or safe for another. The podcast hosts, guests, and contributors are not liable for any direct, indirect, consequential, or incidental damages or harm that may arise from listening or acting upon the information provided in this podcast. Listeners are responsible for their own health decisions and should exercise caution and seek professional guidance when necessary. By listening to this podcast, you acknowledge that you have read, understood, and agreed to this medical disclaimer. If you have any questions or concerns about this medical disclaimer, please consult a qualified healthcare professional.